Nation. Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited. He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so Start with need to know news. Here's your need to know news. All right, let's get on over. Well, yeah, let's get on over first to baseball here. Uh, Purdue just the basketball team just wrapped up. We'll, we'll mention it in a second here. So uh, baseball tonight. Both Chicago teams with the night off last night. But uh, they're back in action tonight. That's the good news here. First off, the Cubs, they're going to go ahead and take on Toronto. Javier Saad, Jose Barrios. The Blue Jays are coming back from a seven-game road stretch. Barrios much better at home this season. ZRA is like a point and a half better at home. Cubs lineup doesn't have a lot of success against them either. Uh, Magruel is the uh, only guy that looks at Brent. Bellinger is one for one. Mads is four for seven. That's about it. Saad's been better on the road as well. His ERA about a whole point better away from Wrigley. Cubs fans will be keeping an eye on the White Sox tonight as well as the Southsiders welcome in the Brewers. Corbin Burns, Boo Earns, takes on Michael Kopech tonight. Burns has given up exactly two runs in each of his last three games. Kopech hasn't made it past the fifth inning since June the 6th. He has seven straight decisions in his starts. Five of them have been losses, though. He'll be wary of Carlos Santana tonight, who was three for nine lifetime with two homers against him. Sox lineup combined three for 16 lifetime against Burns. Not looking good out the gate. I, uh... That's tough matchups here tonight to call. I mean, do I like the Cubs tonight? That's that's a coin toss. They're a plus, as high as a plus 130 underdog. And then the White Sox uh, at home tonight are also about a 150 underdog at home. I like the Cubs better than I like the White Sox tonight. I'll say this. And the White Sox have been playing a little bit better as well. Six preseason football games tonight. By the way, did I tell you unders on the uh, 37 and a halves? That's the cutoff. We went two for two on that last night. Six preseason games tonight. Uh, you're going to have to wait for the Colts at Buffalo tomorrow. That game scheduled for 1 p.m. on the start. You can hear it. Over on 93.5 WKHY, they will have you covered for that. 
And then, of course, at the uh, at the same time, the Bears are taking on Tennessee. Both those teams, uh, they're going to hold joint practices next week ahead of their preseason game. Tonight, starting at 7 o'clock, NFL Network, you've got Packers, Bengals, Giants, Lions, Falcons, Dolphins, Stillers, Buccaneers, Commanders, Browns, Broncos, and Cardinals. We're up to 40 points on the over-under in Steelers, Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield's really going to set the world on fire? Hey, you know which way I'm leaning. If you follow that, I'm telling you, three games tonight, somewhat in play. Dolphins and Falcons, if we can get another half point there, they're at 37. Commanders and Browns, 38 and a half. Need another half point. Broncos and Cardinals. Jeez, and you would think the Broncos and Cardinals would be the lowest scoring game of the night. But they got the Giants-Lions at 35. Oof. That's low. Same thing with Packers and Bengals. Down 35. Uh, Anthony Richardson is going to get the start, though, for the Colts tomorrow. Fourth overall pick. Uh, We'll see his first starting action. Buffalo will not play Diggs or Josh Allen. It's pretty good news. Also good news for the Colts today. Shane Steichen said in front of the press that uh, they expect Jonathan Taylor to return to the team next week. He's been rehabbing that injured ankle. He's been on the PUP list. There's been the contract disputes and all that stuff, but they expect him back next week. It's unclear when he might hit the field, though, saying uh, Steichen said, I don't have an answer for that and a timetable on that, but really looking forward to getting him back and getting him healthy and getting him back out there playing with the guys. So, uh, yeah, he's been off campus the last couple of days uh, rehabbing that injured ankle. So maybe starting to turn a corner, whether or not he plays in a preseason game. Uh, that will be the question. And there you go. That is today's need-to-know news. Oh, uh, one other note, Colts note here. Sean Dawkins. Remember Sean Dawkins? Wide receiver, played nine seasons in the NFL, has passed away at the age of 52. The All-American who played at Cal, Dawkins, was in the 93 draft, selected by the Colts in the first round. No cause of death has been announced. Uh, Jim Irsay had expressed condolences on Twitter. So there you go. That is today's need-to-know news. All right, big busy weekend here. We've got NFL preseason. We've got the return of uh, EPL. Uh, We've got uh, a lot of soccer stuff, you know, just going on this weekend on top of your baseball. Uh, Looking for some picks for tonight. We told you here that we like that system of above 37.5. We want to take those unders in the preseason. Those hit at almost a 60% clip. That's pretty darn good. We had one... Uh, at 37 last night, and then we had another one that made it to, what, 29? So, I mean, those the, these are the things that we're looking at. Um, I know it's a little bit scary preseason NFL. It is what it is. Uh, if you want to get in, that's that's my angle. I feel like that's the most reliable. Other preseason uh, trends that you might want to watch. Of course, there's the Baltimore never loses a preseason game trend. 
preseason dogs by two points or less that open plus two and a half. This is they are sixty four percent winners. Plus two dogs or less. Since 2011, preseason dogs that closed at plus two after opening inside a field goal, 64% against the spread. Again, that under 37 or more, 61% since 2014. That's almost a 70%, uh, 17% return on your investment. That's a heck of a trend. That's an easy one to play. There's another one right here. Preseason totals of 36.5 or less. Where the home team is the underdog, 66%. What Does anything qualify for that tonight? What I need, I need over 36.5. And uh, an underdog. Home team underdog. Home team underdogs tonight. The Bengals are four-point underdogs. The over-under 35. Lions are a a one-and-a-half-point underdog with an over-under 35. So those would both qualify. Nobody else is in on that. Wow, okay. So you're looking at Bengals and Lions tonight. Sixty-six percent. There's your there's your trends right there. Everything else gets too complicated after that. I'll give you some baseball plays for today. Uh, Lazardo, Miami, no run first inning, 17 and one on the season, five and oh at home, Lazardo, no run first inning, Yankees have been terrible, absolutely terrible. Lone Depot Park, not exactly a great place for runs either. No run first inning over there. We also stay, at this point you're playing the hits of the baseball season. Freddie Freeman hitting 571 lifetime against Austin Gombers. Terrible. He's hitting 513 in August. 353 versus lefties. Put him on the card. Alex Baum's hot right now for Philadelphia. 342 in the month of August. Hitting 327 against lefties. He's got a hit in 10 of his last 11 games. Put him on a card. Altuve's getting into the groove here, too. 300 lifetime, 600 slugging against Reed Detmers. He's hitting 400 so far in August and a hit uh, in 12 straight games. Put him on the card. Michael Harris, Braves, 455 this month, 291 against righties. 
and a hit in at least 20 of his last 22 games. One hit in the last two versus the Mets. He's also got a run in each of his last four games. Those guys are absolutely on fire for you tonight. Those are the trends. Those are the things we're watching here. Um, we just I just missed the start of EPL, right? You want to take Man City on some stuff, but it's a little bit late for that. I do like Lazardo tonight. It's just five and a half on the strikeouts. He's hitting six of his last eight, 11 of his last 15. Yankees have been terrible. They're not great against lefties. Burns might be a good look. We talked about how good he is. He's not the six and a half. Seven feels like a little bit too much. I feel like I've been getting let down. And some of these guys were like, you get the data and it says, yeah, no, no problem. But you still kind of the gut says, ah, it just feels like it's one too high. But I'm in a Lazardo tonight. I'm in a Lazardo, no run first inning. And uh, I'll put those uh, three guys that we just talked about uh, on a uh, hit parlay today. And uh, let's put it together here. Let's get some wins. Don't forget, we want those under 37s and a halves tonight in your preseason football. Try to play them straights. If you want to put some round robin together, something like that, do that. But those are the plays. Let's take Harris, Freeman, Baum, and Altuve all to hit as well. Let's be big winners heading into the weekend. All right, when we come back, the Purdue Boilermakers have unveiled new football uniforms today. I'm sure you saw them. I've got some thoughts, and I feel like there's a little bit broader meaning to all of this. Uh, I want to talk about that. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. Hey, we're back. Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. I, um, yeah, I'm looking over the new Boilermaker football uniforms. We knew that these things were coming. We had seen the helmet at Big Ten Media Day re-add the white stripe, which I loved. Now we're back to those Rose Bowl era uniforms with the white numbers. That darker gold helmet. The black P and the white outline. They look clean, man. They look good. Just a couple of days after uh, what they did to poor Purdue Pete on some of that gear. It's not a fan of that. And judging by what else I saw on <laughs> on Twitter, a lot of were not with that. But I love these uniforms. And I was a little surprised that we got to see them today. So I thought this would be, hey, they kind of run out of the Tiller Tunnel. This is the first time that you're going to see it. I think this was such a smart idea out of Walters and Company for a couple of reasons. One, I like the change of the uniforms because you're under some new management now, right? I think that just signals new era. New attitude, new staff. 
Say what you want about that show, Bar Rescue, but you know you used to watch it. And I like the business side of the things that Taffer used to talk about. And one of the things he would holler about some people that would buy a bar is they would buy a bad bar and not change the name. And people would just think it's the same thing. It's under new management, yes, but they're without new branding. With all, it's the same thing. I like this. It's kind of like a new branding thing. I don't think you can go wrong with vintage. And I think in the year that you are establishing the Tiller Tunnel to bring back uniforms that look like this, that's special. That makes me feel like the heart is in the right place. I think too many times we overdo this. They overthink some of these jersey designs, things like that. Yeah, you could get a little crazy on an alternate. But the base things, I feel like sometimes we just... Classics are classics. But I think another thing that this did here is... It's really helped win over... Uh, this little straggling pack of older fans that did not like the recruiting videos and the vibes that the youth kind of gave off, and you know, from Walters, and that was out there. You know, we discussed it. And I said, "How stupid you have to be, just because you're not with it. It's working with the kids and the recruits. That's who it's supposed to work. It's not targeted at you." If you don't like it, get off of Facebook or Twitter, whatever you're on. Go over to next door and get your social media fixed that way. But you now, now you go back to these, this vintage look, this glory days kind of look with the uniforms. You're honoring Joe Tiller with all this. And I feel like you take that little, and again, it, I feel like it is a small group. It can be vocal. It is a small group of detractors. And I think this does something for them. This move is not done for them specifically, but it does something for them. That makes sense. Yeah, I think this is all great. I love it. It could be a debate about what kind of gold. I'll go with that. Hey, maybe they'll throw out those old gold unis at one point, right? Maybe that's an alternate. I know there's a lot of people that are, are in the tank for that stuff. But I like it because if you just in the year that you're going to launch the Tiller Tunnel, to have those uniforms on when they come out the first time, that's going to be a very special moment. Very special moment. And I don't think that moment was lost on the staff. I appreciate the staff that... Um, you know, wants to honor the history. Not a lot of guys will come in here and say, hey, we, we want to look to the future, but we also still want to honor the past. Not a lot of guys want to do that, especially youth. Those of you who have kids know exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? 
They want to make it their own. They want to put their own fingerprint on that. I'm glad. I like them. They're going to sell. And when they sell, that means kids are getting NIL money. I think it's a jersey that you're proud to wear around. I just overall, I love it. It's not some crazy new age Nike wear. They try to redesign the whole thing, give you some crazy looking numbers or something. Simple. It's easy. Didn't have to overthink it. Looks great. And I think it's great, like I said, in the same year we're doing the Tiller Tunnel, to have these things uh, that, that look like the Rose Bowl era uh, Drew Brees jerseys is is great. Absolutely great. I, hey, if the, if, the moon, if the moon jerseys come back, I don't hate that either. I did love those helmets. Uh, we got to take another break. Uh, we've got uh, more Hammer Down show here. The uh, basketball team wrapped up their uh, latest game in Austria, and it was... Uh, <sighs> they didn't make Schwarzenegger proud, uh, the Austrians, I can tell you that. Uh, let's talk. That's coming up next. It's the Hammer Down show, 1017 The Hammer. One oh- What's going on? The Hammer Down Show rolls on. 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I am your host, Jared Jessalatis. Thank you for making me a part of your Friday. Got people calling in here to the text line, or texting the text line at 765 Hey, Jared, not sure you should call the old money donor soup, but first, I didn't say they were the donors. Okay. Secondly, I just... The way they reacted to the the videos that are geared towards the recruits, oh, those older guys, it's not for them. They're not going to get it. Of course, there's, there's plenty of stuff that I see the kids into now, and I say, I, I shake my head, and I go, ah, that's stupid and stuff, but it's not geared towards me. It's not designed for me. It's designed for them, and, and ones that said they were ashamed of the coach uh, for doing that kind of stuff, yeah, I, I think they're a little out of pocket there, but again, I feel like that with this kind of tradition, that's something that helps reel them a little more back in if they've might gotten out into uh, open water, so to speak. That's all I'm saying. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I was a little dismayed at the uh, amount of people uh, in that certain category there that seem to have a problem with some Instagram videos. Don't, that don't make a lick of sense to me, but that's just me. Just saying. Uh, Purdue men's basketball, these guys today. So they're in uh, Austria, put another shrimp on the bobby out in Austria. Uh, SKN St. Poulton, and uh, this wasn't, this wasn't close. This was a, uh, this is a clinic, 108 to 45. Ugh. According to the Purdue men's basketball Twitter account, Gillis, 19 points, 4 rebounds. Trey Kaufman ran 17 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Colvin, 15 points, 3 rebounds. Kayla First, 13 points, 6 rebounds, a couple of steals. Bergman, uh, 13 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. 
Barrett, seven points, four rebounds, two assists. Shout out to the CC grad. Braden Smith, zero points, no turnovers, 11 assists. I don't know exactly how many shots he took. But I guarantee it probably wasn't very many <laughs> if he had zero points. He's been very generous with the basketball on this trip. And perhaps uh, maybe that was uh, by design. Oh, here, I did find it. Uh, Brayden had two field goal attempts. One of them was a three. Weird to see the goose egg, but at the same time, 11 assists. Yeah, we're focusing on the right stuff. So that's win number three. They'll play again on Monday. They're going to the Czech Republic. And then that will wrap up the summer tour. That'll get them all the way up to uh, that U, uh, that United Way charity game. They're going to play down in Fayetteville against the Razorbacks. Uh, that's right before Halloween on the 28th of October. So good stats. Mason Gillis had 19 points here, it says. Did I I read Mason's numbers off? That didn't make the... Poor uh, Foreman, man, ran out of characters to be able to use to tell you about everybody else. No, great numbers. Uh, Lance Jones had, uh, let's see here, nine points. Only shot one of five from three. Five assists for him. No turnovers. Good to see Will Berg get a little bit of a run in here. Ethan Morton didn't play again. A lot of people sharing Brian Waddell highlights the last couple of games. Duncan throwing down. Again, this is exactly what you want to be doing on this trip is getting these guys like Cam Heidi, Brian Waddell out there on the court against competition that's not on your team, trying to integrate guys like Lance Jones, working on the confidence of guys like Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, That's what we're looking for, and trying to build a little bit of continuity, and, and quite honestly, finding out who the second unit is. You know, this is a great opportunity without Zach Eady while he plays with uh, Team Canada. This is a great opportunity uh, for several other guys to show off what they can do. I wish Zach could be on this trip with everybody. I I like it for the bonding experience. However, you know, playing that competition, the level that he's going to be playing at will also make him better. But we keep discussing this. The results don't necessarily matter. It's the development that you can get out of these guys. And it really doesn't sound like this is like a second-tier Austrian team. They're below 500 in their uh, in their league. That was very good. A lot of people commenting that they could go out there and get themselves, 
You know, guys at the local YMCA would be better competition for these guys. I don't know what goes into the scheduling of all this. Some of it might just uh, might just be a um, this is what we could do on the way. Another text in the hotline here. Did Lawyer play? Yes, Fletcher did play. I don't have times. Your Golden Black had the uh, has a. Uh, a box score, but doesn't have time played on there. Fletcher, one of four. One of two from three. Four assists. Two rebounds. A steal, three points. I mean, the big guys today were the guys that took it to the hoop. Trey Kaufman, Ren, Miles Colvin, Caleb First, Mason Gillis, Will Berg, Five guys in double figures, and that's who they all were. I try not to read too much into the perimeter shooting in a place like this. It doesn't surprise me that Miles Colvin does well shooting from the outside. He was three for five today, shooting from three. I mean, he's been playing in these kind of gyms all summer anyway, too, right? Like, he's fresh off the AAU circuit. This is, this is his wheelhouse. Everybody else for Purdue's used to shooting at like, you know, much bigger gyms and ones that don't have a line for every sport known to man to set up on a court, too. Some of these courts are absolutely ridiculous. But again, are, are, we, are we starting to see what we want to see out of the trip? Are we getting what we want out of the trip? And I do say yes. This is more playing time to where when you have Zach in, obviously that's going to take away or can potentially take away from guys like Trey Kaufman, Wren, like Caleb first, certainly from Will Berg. But also you got to think about uh, there are guys who play better with Zach than away from Zach. So by not having him in there, they're also getting a little bit more exposure here, too. You like that? But, I mean, they rolled over a pretty bad team today. They just did. Shout out to Carson Barrett, though. He's three for five today. One or two from three. Four rebounds. Couple of assists. Three steals. Can't sleep on the CC night, man. Love to see it. Love to see it. So, yeah, they'll they'll get the weekend here. Maybe get to take it a little bit more Europe. They'll go to the Czech Republic on Sunday and then uh, wrap this bad boy up. Come on home. Sure, there'll be plenty of great stories. They've been doing a pretty good job here of uh, tracking. I saw they got to go to... Uh, one of the uh, one of the camps while they were in Germany, one of the Holocaust camps while they were in Germany, it seemed like that was a pretty profound experience too. So I'm glad they're getting out. I'm glad they're getting some of this uh, culture and just relaxing, getting away from everything, resetting. You know, you think you're still bummed about that first round exit to a 16 seed? Try being those guys. So hopefully this is a great reset for them. Great bonding. Guys are getting some run in here against uh, international professionals. It's all good. It's all good. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and wrap up the Hammer Down Show for the week next. Um- (laughs) 
Hammer Down Show on your Friday. It's 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Uh, you're hanging with Jared Jessalite is here. Uh, big shout out, by the way, to all of those uh, high school footballers tonight out uh, participating in scrimmages. Uh, let's see here. I know what uh, Harrison CC got a scrimmage. I believe McCutcheon's doing an inner squad scrimmage. Uh, Jeff has got uh, Pike. And then I do not know what West Lafayette was doing. I not had a chance to talk to Shane Fry. Huh. But anyway, uh, shout out to all of them. Best of luck. High school football next week. We will be out at Harrison uh, doing that game between uh, the Raiders and the Red Devils. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Myself, Jeff Julik. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm getting more and more discouraged now in the betting scene. We keep on hearing more and more stories about Iowa State. We got another two players busted for gambling, including games that they played in uh, that they bet to lose. We got a walk-on kicker who bet an under in the 2021 Cyhawk football game, which Iowa won 27-17. You're at 44 there. The over-under was 45. They got this walk-on kicker wager 170 times under his mother's name, 4400 bucks. He was also underage in doing this. So we've got an Iowa kicker. We've got two new Iowa State players. We've got the bombshells from Phil Nicholson who tried to bet on the Ryder Cup when he was going to be in it. That's the alleged report. This is just what we know. I'm a little surprised here. There's going to be more. There's just going to be more. And unless the NCAA just blanket it says, hey, we got you on it, you're done. It's done. There's no appeals process. If they don't wipe it all from the face of the earth, then I think more are going to risk it. And in an age where there's NIL, like I, I think that's a little bit of a turn, but I think in an age where there's NIL and you got guys who are not going to go and play at the professional level, I think that they will always try to take a swing somehow at this stuff. Always. I mean, they know better than most. Whether or not they are personally placing the bets somewhere, having a friend do it for them, a parent, something like that, I don't think it's ever going to stop. You know, and the books aren't going to stop taking your money for college athletics. College athletics can't stop the books from offering the markets. And this is just going to continue to be the norm. But boy, 
How do you go and work with your brothers day in and day out? How do you take that money for a scholarship and then turn around and bet against your team? How do you you sleep at night? Oh, that's, that's tough on me. That's a tough pill to understand. I mean, that's your home for four or five years. You can never show your face around there ever again. Just tough. Also, congratulations. The uh, induction for Gene Cady this weekend, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Long overdue. An absolute icon. Good things happening to good people. We don't get enough of it in this world. And I'm glad we're able to do these type of things uh, while people are still with us. Not that I think there's kind of any impending doom or anything like that. I'm just saying so many times I think we wait too long to honor our greats until they're gone. And I'm glad we're doing that this weekend. Uh, Blue Jays, sorry, Cubbies, you will not get a shot at Alex Manoa. They have sent him back down. This time they've not sent him down to some Florida Rec League or whatever the heck that he was in. He does get sent down to AAA. I hadn't thought that he had been that bad since he returned from that little sabbatical down to negative 3A, 4A, whatever it is. I mean, (laughs) it was embarrassing is what it was. But no Manoa this weekend in the rotation. I don't know who gets to replace him. I was trying to look up stats from him earlier. I didn't have enough time to crunch it in. But I kind of felt bad because he was really bad to start the season. And what, I I mean, it was embarrassing the level of demotion that he took. Then he came back, he had a really good game, maybe he figured it out. I don't think he's been at all that terrible. Here we go. I mean, you go over, he's lowered his ERA in each of his last five starts. Four runs, three runs, one run, three run, four runs, one run, six runs. It's not like he's been terrible. 
Strikeout, 6-5, six, 6-6. Six, six. I had a 0-1 against San Diego, 8 against uh, Detroit in that return. Time of the year, I guess, right? That sucks, man. We're always rooting for a good comeback story. Hey, I'm going to wrap it up here. Let's uh, meet back here again on Monday. we got a full schedule next week as we get you ready for high school football and more. That's next week on the Hammer Down Show. Haley's Lock Safe and Key has been keeping your stuff safe since 1969 and is a proud dealer of quality safes from Browning. These 2023 safes from Browning are ideal for storing your firearms, documents, and valuables with their patented innovations and proven fire protection. Come see the 2023 Browning safes at Haley's Lock Safe and Key, 414 North Earl Avenue in Lafayette, and at 200 West Spring Street in Crawfordsville. That's Haley's Haley's Lock Safe and Key.